Well, in that passage that we read in John chapter 12, uh, there are two verses in particular um, that I just want to highlight. The first is verse 36 and then verse 46. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. Light has come into the world at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to speak under three headings this morning. Here's the first, abiding in darkness. Abiding in darkness. If you want a short and accurate summary of the world in which we live, there it is, abiding in darkness. Christ has come that you might not abide in darkness. But of course, clearly what that is saying is that without Christ, you do. Darkness isn't really much of an issue for us city dwellers, is it? There's always a light on somewhere. We're accustomed to having adequate light. We rather take it for granted. A quick and simple flick of a switch and the darkness is dispelled. But we soon notice if an expected light doesn't work. As soon as a bulb stops working in our household, uh, I am very quickly informed and I am expected to sort it out uh, before it goes dark the next time. And it's as quick and easy as that, isn't it? New bulb, all sorted. If you've ever driven along a road at night time and that road is normally lit by streetlights and the lights are off, you notice straight away, wow, wow, this is dark. Not normally like this. Uh, when we were preparing to go to Romania last summer, we made sure that we had a number of various things with us, especially things like this for the week of camp. Because having adequate light, if you're familiar with camping, if you enjoy camping, having an adequate source of light is something you think about much more. Because we all recognise the necessity of having light. And we all understand how much more difficult things get if you don't have light. And we knew that going into the outback of Romania at night time, adequate light was going to be an issue. It actually wasn't quite much of an issue last year as it was the year before. But if you've ever been on that kind of holiday anywhere, you'll always make sure you've got light. And in the Bible, God likens our spiritual state before him in our sin as being in darkness, abiding in darkness. Darkness represents sin. Darkness represents our sinful thoughts and words and actions. Darkness represents our being separated from God as the result of our sin. Matthew records Jesus teaching that the place of God's eternal judgment of sin is like outer darkness that will last for all eternity. And the Bible teaches that we live in a state of darkness. But it actually teaches 
that we're very comfortable in our darkness as sinful people. Darkness is the place sinners call home. Darkness is the place that sinful people love because darkness is the place where they hide from God, or so they think. Imagine if we drew over those blackout curtains across those windows, if we closed the door, turned out the light, this room would be plunged into darkness. Outside there is light, but in here there will be only darkness. And that's a really significant thing. We live in a dark world in the sense that the world around us is dark. The world around us is full of evil and wickedness. You know that, you see it every day. And you hear stories about how it's been demonstrated every day. But we live in a dark world in another way. You see, if those curtains were drawn, if the door was closed, if the lights were out... Someone could stand outside with a really bright light. And even though there's light outside, it would still be dark in here. And our sinful hearts, you see, are like, would be like this blacked out room would be with all the lights turned off. And that would make us a bit like these fish. Which fish? These fish. This is a species of fish known as the tetra. And these particular ones are found in caves in Mexico. Some people with great imagination have called these little fish Mexican blind cave fish. They live in total darkness and they have no eyes. They don't need eyes where they live. It is pitch black. They live in darkness because they live in caves where there is no light. But even if you brought them out of the dark cave into the light, they still would not see because they have no eyes to see. So they live in darkness and they are in darkness. They're, they're twice in darkness. They're surrounded by darkness, but they're dark in themselves. Even if you took them out of the darkness into the light, they'd still be in darkness. And this is us in our sin before God. We're in a world which is dark. But we have no spiritual sight of our own either. And we choose, we live as we choose instead of how God would have us live. The Bible teaches that in the natural state in which we're all born, we are abiding in darkness. And we actually quite like it there. But secondly... The wonderful message of the Bible, and especially that we remember at Christmas time, is that we've been visited by the light. Jesus tells us very plainly that he's come as the light that we need in our darkness. He's the solution to our darkness. God hasn't merely shined light. He's come in person to be that light. Back in chapters 8 and 9 of John's Gospel, Jesus calls himself the light of the world. There's a couple of well-known passages there. And he says that if we follow him, we won't walk in darkness anymore, but we will have the light 
of life. And Jesus picks up on imagery that's used in the Old Testament. In the book of Isaiah, there's a prophecy which is speaking about the Lord Jesus Christ, where it says that the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. And it's speaking of Christ. That language would have been very familiar to Jewish people in New Testament times. He's speaking about himself. The obvious antidote to darkness is light. And the only antidote to darkness is light. Darkness is the absence of light. The darkness in the human soul is the absence of God. But if the light returns, the darkness is gone. And God has sent Jesus into the world so that through him, our relationship with God might be restored once again because we have the light. And this is why Jesus came into the world. He came to reconcile us to God so that we can walk in light once more. What does that mean, to walk in the light? It means to have the reality of knowing God, of loving God, and to live a life which reflects the goodness and the kindness and the grace of God, and to live a life in obedience to the word of God, to live lives of truth and purity and integrity in this world. And it's interesting to remember, in Psalm 119 and verse 105, we're told that God's word, the Bible, is also like a light, a lamp for your feet and a light for your path in order that you might walk God's way and see clearly the path that you should tread as a Christian believer. Light to live as God would have us live. So the lights come into the world. But even though the light has come into the world, there's still a problem. Now we saw that in the chapter in John chapter 12. People had the light of the world literally in front of their faces. They could look eye to eye with the Lord Jesus Christ. They could hear with their own ears every single word he was saying, and they could watch with their own eyes every single miracle that he did, but they still could not see him. They still couldn't, because there's still a problem. And we read of this problem in John chapter 3, from verse 19. This is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds be exposed. So the fact that Christ is there on its own is not enough. Now you might imagine it should be and it would be. But it isn't. More is required. The problem of our sin is deeper than we like to think it is. The problem of our sin is deeper than we think it it really is. There's There's an issue here. Jesus has come as the light, but everyone turns away and chooses to remain in the dark. Was Jesus wasting his time? Well, thankfully, no, because in John 12, 46, we have a promise. Whoever believes in me, 
will not abide in darkness. Whoever believes in me will not abide in darkness. And so finally, let's just think about what it means to be released from darkness. What a wonderful thing it is to be released from darkness. And how can it be that I can be released from darkness? In my sin, when I'm confronted with the light of the gospel, when I'm confronted with the the light of Christ, my natural inclination in my sin is to turn my back. What makes the difference? What will make me turn around? What will make me go to the light instead of running away from the light, which is my natural reaction in my sin? Well, God's answer to our natural dislike of the light is that he moves within us by his own power. By means of the Holy Spirit, God changes us and God himself redirects us. Here's what Paul says in 2 Corinthians. He says, it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, talking about the work of creation back in Genesis, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. God has directed his light specifically at you. And he has made his light penetrate you so that it reaches into your heart and into your soul. It's like what Peter says in in 1 Peter 2. You're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvellous light. And God does something effective and effectual in you to draw you to himself. Imagine again for a moment that this room is in darkness, okay? The curtains are drawn The door is closed. The lights are off. Someone is outside with a really powerful spotlight trying to shine the light from the outside to the inside. And it makes no difference. It just can't penetrate these walls. Nothing nothing gets through. And in our sinfulness... If it was us knowing that there's someone out there trying to get the light in, our reaction would be to draw those curtains even tighter. It's not coming in here. That's our sinful reaction to the light. But then, the door opens and someone comes in with a huge lantern and the whole of the room is flooded with light. And that's what God does in the heart of a sinner. Our natural inclination is to turn away from the light and to reject the light. But God opens the door and comes in and shines the light within us and everything changes. Everything changes from that point onwards. Because the light now 
isn't just something out there. The light has been brought in here by God. God has actually penetrated my soul with his light. That's what God does. When Jesus comes to individuals as the light of the world, it's not that he's making our surroundings as bright as they could possibly be. Because inside you'd still be in darkness. He lights us up on the inside and changes everything on the inside. We're made alive to God on the inside. That's what God does. If you're a Christian, that's what God did in you to change you. And he sets us free from darkness by flooding our souls with the light of the gospel, with the light of Christ. Now, the result of this light is that finally we have the eyes to see and we now have a heart and a mind to understand and believe in Christ. The Christian recognizes Jesus to be who the Bible says he is and acknowledges the work of salvation which Christ has done because our souls have been flooded with gospel light. And we place our trust firmly and fully in the Lord Jesus Christ and he becomes your only hope for all eternity. Is he that for you this morning? Have you come to see that this light is not just something out there, remote and distant, it's actually in here. My saviour and my Lord. So Paul could write to the Thessalonian church, you are all sons of light, sons of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness, not anymore. This light, once it's in, is in to stay. It's a permanent light. Sometimes, you ever bought a light bulb it will say on the box, sometimes rather optimistically, how many hours that bulb should last. Sometimes a few thousand. With LEDs now, supposedly up to 10,000 hours or something. But it's expected that at some point that bulb will fail. This is a light that will never fail. Will never fail you. You're not of the night or of the darkness anymore once you're in Christ Jesus. And this results in real and tangible change. The Christian becomes a new and different person. There's been a complete internal change within us as God brings the light of the gospel to bear upon you. And the light of Christ, which penetrates dark and evil hearts, renews and transforms us completely. So Paul writes to the Ephesians, For you once were darkness. That's an interesting expression. He doesn't just say they were in darkness. He says they were darkness. They themselves were dark. They were actually the problem. But now you are light in the Lord. Now he doesn't say you're in the light. He says you are light in the Lord. You are in Christ and now you are light. So walk as children of light. Because that's what you are now. You've been flooded with light. We're not just in the light instead of being in the darkness. The darkness on the inside has gone because light has replaced it. 
Remember those little blind cave fish? Imagine that cave where they live being rigged out with lights. And one day there's a big switch on. And at the moment that the switch is thrown, not only does the light come on, but those little fish are given a pair of eyes to see. And all of a sudden, they have light by which to see things and they have the eyes to actually see. That's what God's done for you. That's what God will do for you in Christ. He gives light so that things can be seen and he gives you the eyes so that you can see. Now, if we could do that for those little fish, their lives would never be the same again. And in Christ Jesus, yours will never be the same again either. Jesus said he's come as light into the world. And if you believe in him, and if you do believe in him, you'll be brought out of the darkness, out of the depths of sin, and into his light to have his life forever. That's the glorious message of Christmas. <laughs>